You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to an episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Friday, May 14th in the year 2021. And on this Feel Good Friday, the plan was to open the show so we all feel good. But unfortunately, there is some news that came outside or came out from the Ohio State football program that might not, not make you feel good when you hear it. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Locked on Buckeye. Lined up for today in segments two and three, we will be joined by Miss Lori Lattimore Volkman to help us know and figure out what the Broncos will do as she is a an editor and featured writer of from the milehighreport.com to find out what the Broncos will do with Baron Browning and Jonathan Cooper in their defensive scheme. We'll begin today's show talking about some news that came outside or came out from the Ohio State Buckeye program that came as a result from a two-month investigation. Anytime, and I say this very seriously, anytime there is some news that comes out from a sporting event or sporting team, may it be the Browns or the Buckeyes or the Indians or the Bengals or the Reds or May it be a high school team, a middle school team, or any news in general. Maybe some something from your family. Maybe something from uh, work. Whatever it may be. If you hear about some news and it's a delicate or serious situation, sometimes even joking matters, there's generally going to be two sides to every story. And I make that statement because first, initially, I had read a few articles that were talking about the highlighting things that came out from the report that came from Ohio State that a young massage therapist, a 41-year-old massage therapist, a masseuse, was in the act of or was in the process of or being in the middle of three years of predatory action. That's what I was re- reading and what it was described as. This young lady, 41 years old, Miss Bas. Bassini, I believe is her name, Robin Bassini. I read that that was not in the initial report from Ohio State, but reading articles, her name was in there um, in a few of them that I read. So the report was this young lady was messaging athletes. This is from 2018, I believe until 2020, and she was messaging athletes, massage. You want a massage? Cool. We'll make this thing happen. Well, in the act or in the process of performing said massage, there would be some inappropriate touching, inappropriate uh, touching uh, that would happen from the masseuse to the athlete. And if the player said, stop, don't like that, so be it. Don't go any further. But there were times, as you'll find out, that things did go a little bit further than just the initial inappropriate touching that did take place. The young lady, the masseuse, she did, she did, uh, she ended up losing her, her, um, her license um, from the State Medical Board of Ohio, they took the license permanently. Can't get it back. She lives two hours or only two hours away from the campus. She was interviewed virtually. Uh, it, the athletes, there, not she, herself, and there were 117 current and former athletes, 44 coaches that were interviewed to try to figure out what was going on, what, what what the details were of said situation, what they knew, so they could properly get this thing handled as quick as possible. 
woman is currently banned from campus because of these wrongdoings. There was found no evidence of any wrongdoing from the Buckeyes players that were involved, not criminal nor NCAA violations. And we all know when you're an NCAA student athlete or just under the umbrella of the NC2A, if you do anything, anything, or if, if, even if it's under your watch, you could get in trouble. We see what Rick Pitino, what happened to Rick Pitino there at Louisville. Did he know? But it was under his watch. Did we? Did he know? I'm not, I don't know. I never talked to the man. But it was under his watch. He got fired now at Iona, and he got them into the NC2A tournament this past year. The Ohio State Buckeye, the investigation, Ohio State did involve both the NC2A and Big Ten in the process along with local authorities to make sure that everybody, the Big Ten Conference, the NC2A, and local authorities, everybody was involved to get this thing handled. That's Ohio State side. When I was reading, and it was an article that was put out by Cleveland.com, they did get in contact with the massage therapist, and here's what she said, an initial quote from the article as far as how she felt or what she said in regards to this report. It was Miss Robin Bassini. It was a phone interview that Cleveland.com did on Thursday afternoon. Miss Bassini's Bassini's words, quote, I'm saying the report that I targeted these men for my own sexual gratification couldn't be further from the truth. The report said I was targeting them under the guise of a legitimate massage practice. I work with professional athletes. I worked with not I worked not with the university itself, but individual players. I never ever once approached any of these individuals about sex. Did I have a sexual relationship with the two of them? With two of them, yes, I never approached them for sex ever. If we entered a sexual relationship, which I had with two of them, it was always initiated by them. I would never initiate due to the fact that I was working with them in a professional setting. Once we crossed that line, we never worked in a professional setting again. I mean, I understand why she was leaving that professional setting because the initial actions and if it was reciprocated and if it was consensual, of course, the professional nature does leave. Miss Robin did state that there were some other things that, that happened in regards to the question that was kind of puzzling to her. Quote, when they asked me some questions that I honestly didn't know the answer to, they told me that wasn't a legitimate answer. That I don't know isn't the correct answer for something. It was guided. It was bullied. It was awful. End quote. It's a messy situation. Not trying to use a pun to be putting that in there, but this is literally a messy situation. You have one side saying one thing about the individual, a report that says no Buckeyes were involved, that she was a, she was preying on these athletes. She was going in there for her own sexual gain. When you hear her side of it, some of the questions that were being asked were not right. Some of the things that um, were being reported of her aren't true, which is why I state there are two sides to Every story as it stands right now, no Ohio State players have been suspended. This is time stamped at 749 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, May 13, 2021, which is when this is coming out because I want to time stamp this properly because this situation, this information coming out, it's not over. Trust me, this is not over just yet. There'll probably be, I'm sure there'll be more information coming out in regards to this situation because she's going to say some more. She'll probably be interviewed. The networks, the radio stations, they'll all be talking about what happened at Ohio State.
whose side should you be on, Ohio State or the women? It's unfortunate that we're like that right now in our in our lives or in 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 any situation where people just can't take pieces from both sides and say, well, this is how I formulate my opinion. Some truth here, some truth here, some wrong there, and some wrong there as well. Very unfortunate that she lost her license. It's unfortunate as well that well, sometimes when you do things like this, that will be the end result. The only thing I can say is. There's generally going to be more to the story, so you'll probably hear about this here on the podcast very, very soon. Step away very quickly. When we come back, we'll welcome in Miss Lori Lattimore Volkman. She helps us learn how Baron Browning and Jonathan Cooper will be utilized by the Denver Broncos. But first, check this out. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today. And when you do, make sure you use promo code LOCKED ON. L O C K. E-D-O-N, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And joining us now here on Locked on Buckeyes, it is Lori Lottimore Volkman. I hope I said that correctly. She is the editor or one of the editors at the Mile High Report, the SB Nation site covering the Denver Broncos. And she also writes for them as well. Lori, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jay. I have to say, I just now looking at my name and I typed in my last name incorrectly. <laughs> I'm an editor and I have a typo. So it's actually Lori Lattimore Volkman. And you can call me Lattimore because I spelled it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did I say is it? Is it L-O or L-A? It's L-A-T-T, but I spelled it wrong because I typed in my name to get on here. So I that don't know me. what happened. I put, I put it in wrong. That's my fault. Oh, well, <laughs> then it's then shame on you. But I, it totally could have been me. <laughs> well, we all make mistakes for all That's human. Right. People, people on YouTube will be like, Jay, you messed up. Yes, I did. The Broncos, I don't think they messed up when they drafted Baron Browning. What was your initial thought when you heard the Broncos took him? Well, I was pretty excited. I love defensive players in general. Like, I'm always excited in the draft when we go defense. Um, because... First of all, I really love our Broncos defense. I've always, you know, we've had a good one for years now, even when the team hasn't been good. So it's easy to kind of cheer for that. I, but truthfully, it's just so impressive to me. It's more fun to watch 
a, a great defensive play because they're usually unexpected, you know, an interception, a forced fumble, a sack. Like I love those and, you know, a great block, a, you know, a huge tackle. So, and linebackers are kind of that position that those guys are athletes. And so with Baron Browning, <laughs> I have to admit, I didn't realize until after we drafted, drafted him, what an athlete that guy is. I mean, Holy cow. Did you guys just love him at Ohio State for his time there? Because knowing you have such a fast guy and a strong guy, I mean, I, I cannot wait to see him in Vic Fangio's defense. He was definitely one of the fan favorites. I say one of them because there's a lot of players that yeah. Buckeye fans are able to love and grow to love over the time at Ohio State. And I'm curious how you see him fitting into the defense in Denver. Well, isn't that is the question of the day or mm -hmm. it'll be the question of the off season with him? Um, because, you know, my understanding is he, he mostly played outside linebacker last year, but the Broncos intend to use him inside, or at least they say that right now. And they, they're kind of talking about training him at both to kind of see where he fits. But what they really need is an inside linebacker. And the NFL, because of and particularly in the AFC West, in our division, we have two amazing quarterbacks. We have a bunch of amazing tight ends that burn us every single season. And so a strong, fast linebacker seems to be the answer for those guys. I mean, you, you've got to have someone who can cover, but it has to be big enough to tackle these big tight ends. And so I think that's particularly why Barron looks like he'll he'll be an inside linebacker for us. Um, personally, I'd love to see it there. You know, maybe he moves outside, but right now we have more of a need, and I think we could plug him in earlier as a starter, as an inside linebacker, because you know outside he'll be sitting behind you know Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, and Malik Reed. So, um, and just given his athleticism and the, the like, I said the need to be able to hit those tight ends, you know, as they're, as they're running, you know, I think you've got to have somebody strong and fast for that. So to me, that seems like a perfect fit. I hope it works out that way. I hope so too. My first initial thought when I heard that the Broncos would possibly move him to inside versus outside was not thinking personnel that the Broncos have. I was right. thinking more Browning's better outside guy than inside guy. But as you're explaining it, it makes a lot of sense. If you could as well, kind of elementary, maybe to, if there's a Bronco fan, listen, like we know all about the defense, but Buckeye fans don't. Could you explain the Broncos defense to Buckeye fans that probably know nothing about Denver's defensive scheme? Well, the great thing about Broncos defensive scheme, it's, it's basically a three, four defense, but they use a ton of nickel and dime. And so they're, you know, they're using a lot of defensive backs, but Vic Fangio, he's known for moving pieces around a lot. He does a lot of um, chess playing with his defense, and he does it to disguise the defense so that really, you know, the offense doesn't know who's coming at the quarterback, who's falling back in coverage. You know, they'll mix in, they'll do some zone they do, and, and man, like it, it's just, it's all over the place. So what his defense requires is a lot of athletes and a lot of good communication. So athletes who can, you know, who are able to fall off and, and cover if they need to or or hit the middle. But where we've always been the weakest, it's has really just been on that inside spot because the 
you know, those the slot receivers or the tight ends that come across the middle, they're almost always open. And then they're they're on the move and they're fast. So that, you know, they're they're hitting the ball as they're running and they just take off. And it's it's hard to cover them. I mean, even with great, you know, even with a great defensive scheme. And that's why having having athletes in there, we have some good, we have Alexander Johnson. He he's a good big, he's a great tackler. He's just not super fast. Um and same with Josie Jewell. Um, who is not super big and strong, but he actually he actually really worked out better last year and, and uh, you know kind of improved a lot. But we that is our weakest spot on the defense, um, and because of needing to you know needing to have those inside linebackers cover back there um, most of the time, but sometimes also rush the passer. I mean, there will be a chance for Barron to go after the quarterback. I guarantee it. I sure hope so. I sure hope that. <laughs> I mean, I do too. I sure hope so. Because that's also, you know, nothing's more fun than watching. And honestly, you know, we'll have as we sometimes have the safeties go after, you know, we'll do a safety blitz. And so like anybody can sack the quarterback, anybody can cover. Um, but in our division, especially we've got Darren Waller, we've got Travis Kelsey, like these guys are big, fast tight ends you know, Justin Simmons isn't going to bring down those guys. You know I mean? He's fast, but he's wiry. So you've got to have a big guy. So I'm, I'm excited to have a 250 pound guy that can run a, what he runs a four, five forty or I read he almost, he basically ran a 10, 800 meters in high school. And I'm just like, <laughs> for the, for a guy that size, I think that's phenomenal. There's a good chance you're a person like me that loves, and I literally mean loves, a good protein bar. You know, many people out there while they're shopping, they go and they find the box or package or something they're about to buy, look at the nutritional facts, and if it doesn't sit right with them, they put it back. Or if the nutritional facts do sit right with them, they buy it, maybe it tastes a little off, so they don't buy it again. Well, guys, I have been searching and searching and searching, and I have finally ended my search after hearing some more about Built Bar. You might end yours as well, because Built Bars are great for the health-conscious guy. It'll also help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and they're also great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five, and you will get 15% off your next order. Once again, go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five, and get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Yeah, it's insane how fast these guys are nowadays. I, we saw DK Metcalf run the 100 meter dash, and it was a 10 3 7, 10 3 9, or something I'm like, dude, that's stupid. I, like, that's I insane. You're, I know. You're, you're 240 like, keeping up with a, a professional sprinters. That it's, I think sometimes even us that do this all the time, we lose track about how fast elite sprinters are. Yeah. DK Metcalf, elite football player, but he's still able to stay in track with elite sprinters. To me, that's amazing. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, when I saw Baron Browning's uh, speed there, when they, I saw the hundred meter, which I know was in high school. So a few years ago, but I was like, let me just look up world-class times right now. And you know, you're the world record is nine, five, but you know, elite level runners are just barely breaking 10 or they're just over 10. So like, you know, that that's half a second. It's unbelievable. It's, it's insane. Another player that, the Broncos did draft. This was, I think, in the seventh round 
was Jonathan Cooper, 6'3". I think the Broncos have him listed at 254 on their website. When you heard about this pick, what went through your mind when Cooper was going to Denver? Well, I thought it was a great pick. I'm, you know, I'd, And then I have to say my favorite thing about the pick was the social media that Ohio State put out right after showing him going out into the neighborhood mm-hmm. and all the kids coming. I, just, mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. But <laughs> um, I, I think that, you know, it's ha- having we, – we have great – defensive linemen, defensive ends. So, you know, he, he to me, he, he's going to be coming in to, to learn this year. But I see it, truly we we often use a lot of those a lot of those guys, um, even as rookies, you know, play trying to play them in and you know come in for especially especially the big guys. They don't play every down, every snap. So um, I think. I think again we'll have another you know great athlete and I I have to think if if I were a defender on any at any college you know sure going to the Broncos you were, we were 5 and 11 so you're not going you're not going to the Bucks you're not going to the Chiefs but you are going to a to one of the best defenses and you're going to be under a coach with one of the best defensive minds like I would be super excited to come in and know I'm I'm learning and I'm plugging in with a guy who's really going to be able to take my skill from college and, you know, make me the best potential pro athlete, pro football player I can be. So I I think he'll have a great future again with, you know, in this defense and learning behind, you know, uh, you know, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, you know, Shaq Barrett. I mean, not Shaq Barrett, (laughs) Shelby Harris. Mm -hmm. So I wish we still had Shaq Barrett, but anyway. In the 3-4 scheme, I went back and looked at this and saw some of the height, well, the weights of some players. You have 280-pound defensive ends, which is kind of ideal for your 3-4 with three down linemen. The guys on the end are going to be heavier than a 4-3, which Cooper is coming from. But then you're also going to have your 3-4 outside linebackers who could be walked up on the line. I want to say Vaughn Miller's, what, 250, maybe the other. Bradley yeah. Chubb, like 269, 270. So, with Cooper being 254, being a traditional hand-in-the-ground 4-3 defensive end, how do you ideally see the fit of him fitting into this defense, either D-end, outside linebacker, or do you even see middle linebacker for him? Yeah, I would I would probably say not outside linebacker. I mean, not, not so much because we use those as our edge rushers, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, you know, basically our – our defense is fairly light on the, you know, in the scheme of other teams, uh, the D line is they're the biggest guys. Um, but, but I would definitely see him, you know, on the line defensive end, you know, like I said, that's why I said, you know, probably being like a Shelby Harris, a guy that is, you know, pushing, pushing forward. Sometimes he's, he's pushing into that quarterback. Um, you know, sometimes he's standing up to I me mean, Shelby Harris is best, skill lately has been blocking, you know, batting down passes. You just reach your arms up because you're so big and strong and he can push a guy and reach up and bat down a pass. So I would imagine, you know, plugging Cooper in that way is going to be more likely. Do you think there will be an issue transferring from him having his hand in the ground, three-point stance to being a stand-up guy in the NFL? I guess that'd be up to him. I, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like, again, when you're, when you're coming in with a coach like Vic Fangio – he is a teaching coach yeah. and you know, he, he's big on fundamentals. He's big on, on helping guys learn it. So, you know, if, if Jonathan Cooper is willing to 
change his stance to, you know, to play on this team, to fit into this scheme. I don't, you know, he seems athletic enough and, and, and big enough and strong enough to kind of, to be a prototype player on a defense. I think, I mean, I feel like these guys, they're, these coaches are all about doing that, you know, and a rookie or veteran. I mean, they're, <laughs> Vic Fangio is known for telling Von Miller he can still get better. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love that mentality. A, yeah. So when you have a coach like that, he doesn't look at it like, you know, well, you're a rookie. I'm not going to pay attention to you. In a way, I think that he kind of looks at it like, you're a rookie. I can mold you. I'm bringing you in. If you want to listen to me, we're going to make you better. So, Again, like I said, I think it'd be up to Jonathan Cooper more than up to the Broncos' defense. What do you like that you saw from Cooper when you watched some game film on him or maybe when you're um, just thinking about, like, the transition from college to the pros? What about his game do you like? <laughs> That's a good question. What uh, You know, I, I have to say I haven't watched a ton of film. When we were watching Ohio State film, we were mostly watching Justin Fields and um, <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, so, but I think just, you know, these guys that play like that, you know, they, you know, we, being able to stay in the play for a while, you know, you, because in the NFL, it's going to be even longer, you know, mm -hmm. like you have to, you have to be able to have that stamina to, to and that strength to, to stay with your guy and those offensive linemen, are bigger and stronger too. So, you know, like to, to make that jump, you know, you have to, you have to have that. And so I would, I would say that that ability is, is probably the best. I, I have to say to shout out to all the Ohio state Buckeye fans, most Broncos fans were really hoping we were getting Justin Fields. <laughs> you know, I was kind of surprised he fell as far as he did. And I thought there was a chance the Broncos are going to get him, but they ultimately they had different plans in mind. I guess so. I mean, I I think as fans, you know, we're speculating for a month. Well, for three months, to be honest. And for the longest time, it seemed like Justin Fields was, you know, out of our range. We were not going to be able to to do what we, you know, move up or whatever. And then as it got closer and as the pieces started you know, falling into place and you were kind of guessing what 49ers were going to do and then hoping that the next couple teams may or may not go quarterback, but likely weren't. We were, we were all thinking it's possible we could get Justin Fields. It all depends on Atlanta. It depends on if the 49ers take Mac Jones or uh, Trey Lance. And the Broncos, you know, they were, we never really knew what George Payton thought of Justin Fields per se, but you know, he kept talking about how he's looking at all the quarterbacks. He's, you know, it's definitely a possibility. And he started to become the fan favorite for whatever reason. I mean, I, I, I mean, his play is certainly part of that, but it, I think partly because you knew that the top three were probably not going with him. And so he seemed also like our next best option. And a lot of people started watching more film on him and talking about how great he could be for the Broncos, you know, and I, when it didn't happen, I don't, you know, I don't know how much you pay attention to Twitter on draft night, but like Broncos Twitter had a meltdown. <laughs> Just a meltdown. Um, and so I kept thinking as we got, when we got Baron Browning and then when we got Cooper, I thought how funny would it have been if we came away from the draft with, you know, Ohio state's quarterback, 
than than Ohio than you know a linebacker and a and a D lineman. Like we would have we would have kind of cleaned up. It would have felt like the Ohio State Broncos. So <laughs> it would have. It would have. Lori, this has been fun. Uh, I do apologize. I think I did misspell your name. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't okay. have my glasses on, so I didn't. I, I can see you. I can see just fine. No, no apologies necessary. I totally thought it was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, life happens. If you could let everybody know where they can connect with you on Twitter, then also read some of your of your work as well. Okay, you can find me individually on Twitter at Doc LLV, and you can also find our website at Mile High Report on Twitter and also milehighreport.com is where you'll find um, my writing as well as our staff of about a dozen all on the Broncos. And since we are practically the, the Ohio state Broncos, there'll be a lot of uh, players to watch this next year. Absolutely. It will be. I'm looking forward to the NFL season starting. I love NFL. I love football. So NFL college, <laughs> give me some high school. I'm, I'm all for it. I love it. Lloyd, this has been fun. I really thank you so much for coming on the locked on Buckeyes. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate it too. It's fun.